Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here broadcasting with Byron Lambert, and it's podcast episode 30. We've made it into our 30s. 30 is the new, what's 30 the new 20? Yeah, that's what they say. I, I hope so. So if, is 40 the new 30? I'm not there yet, so I can't confirm. As I move move, uh, into my late mid-30s, I begin to wonder, you know, when I feel like in the next couple years when I'm knocking on the door of 40, I think just thinking about my own future self, I'd like to believe that 40 is the new 30. My 30s have been nice except for the fact that I've had to... um, basically quit doing anything social (laughs) in my entire life (laughs) to take care of my business and to take care of my family, right? Yeah, that's true. It's hard to get you out these days. Yeah, well, it doesn't help that I've moved up here to, moved up, moved out here to the Burbs. Anyway, what's going on, brother? Well, there's a few things brewing. Uh, First, I just got off the phone with Tony Romo's cousin, Andy, (laughs) who is the coordinator of this Tony Romo fantasy football convention that they've been trying to get off the ground for three years. It's run into all kinds of obstacles. Everybody in the industry is still sweating whether it's actually going to materialize, but it looks like yours truly uh, will be going to up the road to Dallas to represent roster watch nation uh, over the course of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm certainly planning to do um, probably multiple broadcasts for the Sirius X and fantasy sports channel while I'm there covering the event covering some of the expert drafts that are going on. And I'm tilted because, once again, family vacation gets in the way of, some, of a, sick, uh, a, sick, a sick fantasy parlay. I will say this, though. I can't complain that much about going to Gulf Shores for a week and just getting a fish on my I'm kayak. the one that's supposed to be tilted. <laughs> Every time I'm out working, you guys are on vacation at the beach. It's true. Uh, it's not roster watch if somebody's not on a bit of tilt. That's true. And if you guys are tilted about the lack of podcasts lately, we hope that you're glad that we've gotten them back on at least a, a once per week schedule. It could be uh, looking like this as we move into football season, as we just begin to feel all of the pressures of getting these tools up. We have now up the PPR cheat sheet is now up. I've finalized testing right now on the two quarterback and super flex sheet. We should have that up. If not um, today, which is the day of our recording, this is Thursday, July 7th, but uh, maybe by the time that you hear it, if you listen on Friday or Saturday, it could possibly be up at rosterwatch.com for our pro members. I would imagine sometime after the Tony Romo fantasy deal, we'll get the standard sheet up, possibly, you know, possibly before, I guess that's next, next weekend, right? 
It'll it'll be here soon enough. <laughs> it'll be here soon enough. But uh, the the uh, two quarterback cheat sheet for you guys who are going to ask that is based on half point PPR. We're not going to make a standard two quarterback cheat sheet and a PPR quarterback two quarterback cheat sheet just because I've tested it on both. And this one with the half point PPR as the input uh, works just as well on both. There's very little difference in a two quarterback. Uh, set up as far as the ADPs. Um, also, just another quick reminder and a bit of housekeeping. We have the offensive line rankings up from uh, uh, from our uh, lead analytics expert, Mike Band, coming in the coming weeks. We're also going to have the defensive line and coverage uh, rankings for each team. That will allow us to get up the fast start tool, the initial versions of the matchup tool for uh, week one, and also the strength of schedule tools. All that stuff coming down the pipe is part of the draft guide that should be available at some point in August. One last thing, if you're listening to the podcast and you like the podcast, I am just sick that, honestly, less than one quarter of 1% of you have given this podcast a good rating and a good review in iTunes. It's like, we're not charging money for it. We ask that you go to Roster Watch and become pro members. We, we would love that. It costs less than a cheap cup of coffee. That's the way you can support us financially. But it's not like we're on Patreon or anything where we're charging you for each one of these podcasts. It takes you literally two seconds. If you want us to keep doing them, please go there and give us a good rating, give us a good review. It gets Byron sick. And to be honest, it's like, it's the one way that we can know that what we're doing is something that, that, you, that you actually like. So if you like it, let us know that you like it because what it does is it helps immensely with uh, marketing this podcast to potential advertisers and also in getting us up the rankings so we can grow the, grow the, uh, the podcast in popularity and use this platform to direct business to our website, which contributes to everything that we do and gives us the ability to do this for you as much as we possibly can. Go give us a good rating in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen, please. Well, I guess it's a bit of a good cop, bad cop, because I was here today to let Roster Watch Nation know, you know, thank you so much to all of you who have <laughs> gone into iTunes recently and gotten maniacal with me. There has been a plethora of extraordinarily cockamamie reviews, five-star reviews left in iTunes over the course of the last month. We're going to give a shout-out to all of you uh, in this podcast who have contributed, and then we'll, we'll uh, go over the two or three best of those, and we'll give away a uh, podcast review of the, the month, and we'll give away some free Roster Watch uh, Pro uh, memberships. One other thing that looks like it's beginning to brew Roster Watch Nation has been begging us for years to engage them in some kind of diabolical uh, subscribers league, fantasy league in a season-long format. Guys, I'm I'm just trying to find a way to even just get to to get a breather here, so I can give you everything I got during the season. As far as a as listeners league, we've we've come to a solution. We have a couple of our biggest fans on Twitter. Eagles fan 3535. That's at Eagles fan 3535. And at Gutsman004, who his avatar is of him at his local gym with a homemade roster watch shirt on uh, after post workout. So these are a couple of maniacal uh, subscribers, fellow subscribers of the rest of you listeners. These are community members. These are your neighbors in Roster Watch Nation. Your friends, and our friends. They have decided to create. A Roster Watch Nation Listeners League themselves. You know, we need, do you know who else we need to get in that league is Ed Grant 
And I saw that... Ed Grant's already replied. I saw that... With a uh, you guys are awesome Donald some, Trump meme. Somebody... <laughs> Somebody else I saw replied one of our, one of our uh, one of our roster watch at Sealy underscore oh, yeah, Shane at Sealy underscore Shane he'll be involved. So if you guys want to be involved in the listener league, just uh, give a shout out to at Eagles fan thirty five thirty five uh, at Sealy underscore Shane or at Gutsman yeah zero zero four. We'll keep an, uh, we'll keep a pulse on it right here on the podcast yeah, for the season, and we'll, we'll, we'll referee anything we have to, or just check our check our mentions uh, on Twitter because these guys keep on maniacally asking about it, and like like Byron told them, it's it's, it's going to be fun. We're not going to play in the league. What we'll do is we'll su- we'll supply that league with a cockamamie and maniacal prize that Byron on, Byron and I and the trash man will come up with, and we'll also talk about that league and the goings on of that league on the SiriusXM show and here on the podcast. We'll keep everybody up to date with it. It'll be a fun league for us to sit back and analyze the different moves that members of Roster Watch Nation are making, whether they're taking their advice, or whether they're taking their advice, whether they're taking our advice, or whether they're going on with their own cockamamie plans, plots, and ideas, which we all know that people begin to start brewing up big time as it starts to become fantasy season. All right, let's get right to it. A uh, bit of news percolating through the airwaves of our very own uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Channel, Sirius 210XM87, the home of Roster Watch Nation. Uh, NFL insider Adam Schefter on the radio waves there this week on the channel uh, expressing reservation and concern about the continuing, ongoing, and just breadth of the uh, of the cloud that hangs over Ezekiel Elliott's head with these ongoing investigations and a misconduct that go way back to before he even came into the league. Where do we stand on that? I mean, Zeke Elliott is at the top of all of our draft cheat sheets. We are pretty uh, risk tolerant at Roster Watch because we use that to our advantage to take advantage of all the chicken littles year after year in our leagues uh, do we have concerns about zeke elliott and if so how do we address it on the cheat sheet i don't i feel and I, I don't think that i think it's sort of been addressed on the cheat sheet i can't see taking him past pick four you know uh, i you know we built in a little bit of leeway on the cheat sheets where if you feel super uncomfortable you have pick three and you feel super uncomfortable taking him. Uh, the cheat sheet allows you a way to take Antonio Brown instead in both, sta- in both standard and in PPR. I know that the, che- that the cheat sheet is about, in some ways, about mitigating risk while still preserving upside. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really fall exactly in line with that, with this new narrative coming out about Ezekiel Elliott. But here's the thing. All we've heard from everybody within the team all we've heard from like Jerry Jones, uh, and you know, I don't think that Jerry Jones would come out and make any sort of statement saying like, "Yeah, we're worried about it too." You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just not his mo. But I, I mean, everybody has basically act, acted like this is a complete non-issue. You know, this is a this is a complete non-factor. If this were to be something that would come come down the pipe like this, I do believe that even if it did, it wouldn't be like he would be suspended for the year. Or something like that. It wouldn't be like, you know. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? He's not being well, accused. The worst he's not thing being that could accused of anything. Is that, that he's suspended for, you know, first four, four weeks of the season, four, six, eight games, probably four. You know, and then the problem is the backup situation. 
Guess you can go get McFadden. I'm not sure Alphamorphosis is even going to make the team. Yeah, that could that'll be interesting to watch. We'll more than likely be at Cowboys training camp if Morse is even on the roster at that point. I don't know. I mean, I guess it gives you consider. Look, we've always said that the robot genius, the one thing that he can always allow is some player touching. <laughs> and, you know, what we'd say is you always have a little leeway. You can never bastardize the cheat sheet. But you always have a little leeway where there's players touching, where there where there's player touching, and when he's saying when a play, when it, when a player's basically on, well, come see the sheet if you want to look at the like sheet. When there's, when there's player touching. touching, you can go with the player who's. What <laughs> I'm saying is, is you, there's a little you don't want to get to go too off the far off the reservation ever. But if a player's touching a player who's also touching a player, you got a little leeway there. If you're goosey about Zeke Elliott to go on ahead and. Maybe move to a Julio Jones if you absolutely have to. Maybe not our recommendation. I'm just it's giving not going to be my recommendation. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, I'm just saying. Look, I mean, here, here's the thing. It does. It's not. I don't see it as. Anything We're not going to move him down because we don't want to get him down. I can admit that it's something though. And Adam Schefter is a pretty smart guy as far and a as huge what he knows. fantasy player. Huge fantasy player. He's a lit. You know. He, but let's let let's let's say what he said though. He just said that he would be a little bit hesitant right now to take him. Uh, in in the first round of his fantasy draft, you know he didn't say I don't want to do it. He didn't. He didn't. He even came out and said, "There's not any specific knowledge that I have, other than the fact that the investigation is ongoing." Well, doesn't it seem strange? I mean, we're around this the NFL offseason, the underbelly of it, year after year. And since when can you remember an investigation ongoing for this long? I, the, the fact that it's been on. So, what does that mean to you? The fact that it's been ongoing for this long. Clearly, all. All we can do is read tea leaves here. We're just two guys pondering this. We're not yeah. legal analysts. I mean, yeah, to me that means that there's there's definitely things that they're looking into. And there's a reason that it hasn't been let go. You know, I don't think it's a witch hunt per se because I'm not sure anybody has an agenda. But to me it'd be pretty easy after all this time to have cleared them if there was nothing there. It's been an awfully long time. I can never remember anything like this. Look, I th I think the fact of the matter right now is people are getting the cheat sheet right now. They're so, we're, we're getting a bunch of signups at rosterwatch.com and we and we thank you guys for signing up for your pro memberships. And I think people are getting them right now. Like they're sending us their mock drafts and stuff. I don't think that many people are actually drafting right now. They're getting prepared for their drafts. They're 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 starting to, you know, see where the value is falling and using the cheat sheet to make sure that you know you know, they understand the anatomy of, of how a draft should fall in order to make sure that you're taking the absolute best value at every turn while also ensuring, guaranteeing that you're going to fill out a, a well-rounded roster. I'm not sure that there are that many actual drafts occurring right now. Uh, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to have these next couple of weeks to keep our eye on this situation, to be able to hopefully go, gain a little bit more clarity on the situation. I'm not going to make any rash moves. Ezekiel Elliott was absolutely sick last year. I, he's, 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 his, his projection is to be just as sick this year. He could be the best running back in all of fantasy. I'm not, go I'm not going to make any kind of, you know, any kind of rash moves to our cheat sheet and bastardize our cheat sheet over one thing that Adam Schefter mentioned in passing on the Guru's show. What's worse, drafting a fantasy team in early July or playing your fantasy season out through Week 17? The Week 17 bullshit. It's the worst, man. Because you can at least recover from this by making moves. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's just a swindle that's totally out of your hands at that point. I in just, week 17. I just did a draft on the on the the, the Independence Day Invitational, a July Fourth draft. Maybe we'll go over that at some point. But there were some, I mean, some of the things that happened in that draft were just talk about surprising. The running back roller coaster in the NFC East continues. It was just one week ago that Eagles running back Darren Sproles had come out and sung the praises of the different roles that all the various uh, bodies on the death chart could play. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey, Wendell Smallwood, himself, obviously newly signed LeGarrette Blunt. But surprisingly, uh, Sproles made the assertion that he expected uh, veteran running back Ryan Matthews to return from his injury and split first and, town, first and second down carries in the load with LeGarrette Blunt. Um, that's definitely a cause for concern. Uh, we were talking about last week, LeGarrette Blunt's ADP, I think, was kind of around round eight, which is semi-enticing, but also a little bit scary if you think he's going to split that kind of work. Uh, the roller coaster comes back around the mountain uh, just one week later as Eagles beat writer Jimmy Kemsky has um, hypothesized. Uh, <laughs> All these guys. There is the cockamamie season of the year, man. It could be the fake news. One of the fake. This is one of the fake news cycles we always warn you about. Yeah. Look, fake news is real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's saying that Ryan Matthews. He believes Ryan Matthews would have already been released had it not been for the injury settlements and all these things that have to go along with him uh, clearing all the protocols uh, contractually and everything regarding the injury that he suffered last year. So if that's the case. You know, we're back to, well, maybe, you know, is it what we thought all along? And that's Ryan Matthews is going to be gone uh, in the offseason. If that's if that's the case, I think you got to, you know, I know in PPR you're going to be goosey about blunt either way. But, I mean, I, you know, if there's no Ryan Matthews, all I can hope is that this has done enough to start LeGarrette Blunt at an ADP level that can keep him somewhere reasonable where we might be able to get some value on him over the course of the next month. Uh, as the as the rest of the industry slowly reacts and the public slowly reacts uh, to what might, might be going on down there, because it's been enough to keep his ADP down right now. Yeah, and I mean, if you like him in standard leagues, I think that this is this is good good news. You know, I mean, basically that report came out, and just everybody there on that beat basically parroted the exact same report as if that was something that everybody just knew to be a foregone conclusion anyway. So. If you look at LeGarrette Blunt's ADP in, in uh, standard, let's see. Let's just pull it up. I'll, I'll look on Fantasy Football Calculator right now and just see how it kind of looks compared to uh, where it was before. Let's see. LeGarrette Blunt. We'll see about doing a graph. Now, see, this is too high. I don't understand how this is the case. It looks like FF Calculator has his ADP as having shot up into round four. Pick 4.11, there's no way anybody in roster watch nation is going to own LeGarrette Blunt for that kind of draft capital. I mean, I was, I was, I mean, look at this. On June 12th, he was being taken at like 6.09. Do you think that this recent news is, is done, done that? I mean, look at that ADP over the course of the last month. So, I mean, I'm not sure. That's a big, that's a big time jump if you, if you believe fantasy football calculator, but um, you know, and that's the other thing about ADPs right now. It's it's like I I have a lot of trouble choosing between. Well, do I look at MFL ten ADPs? Do I look at Fantasy Pros ADPs? Do you know? 
which you know which which ones are you going to look fantasy at? Fantasy pros sources calculator? the most, right? As far as the consensus incoming, but I mean, there's a there's just a, a a wide wide ranging difference, and this is probably you know MFL ten ADP why he's so much lower there. Likely has to do with the fact that MFL tens are PPR formats. Legarrette so, Blunt on a one year one point two five million dollar contract. In standard, do you want Legarrette Blunt anything anything more than your running back? You're running back two ish. No, I mean, yeah, I probably want to miss. You'd, you'd like him as your RB three with hopefully a bunch of touchdown upside. Well, we know he has that. Uh, Ryan Matthews in the last year of his deal uh, with the Eagles, it's a four million dollar base salary. It's a five million dollar cap hit. Hit only a one only one million dead. If they cut him, so I mean they can they can free up some cash. There's no way they're going to pay Ryan Matthews that kind of five million dollars. Yeah, they're not going to they're not no. going to let that hit the cap. They aren't like even going to they aren't even going to allow him to come yeah. to them. And with I'm not sure he's structuring. And I'm not yeah I'm not sure he's going to renegotiate. I, I I mean it does look like he is more than likely out the door. Do you think Ryan Matthews ends up somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Where? I, I mean I've I've said all along I think Ryan Matthews is going to be one of these guys that gets picked up. Like sometime in training camp by a team that needs a running back. I mean, well, I think there, Detroit there, needs a running back. I think. Oh that, no, no. What about him here? What, what about? Uh, I think there's a Amir lot of Abdullah. teams that you need a running back. I think San Francisco could use a running back. Do you think the New York Giants would sniff around him? I think the Giants would sniff around him. Do you think that? Well, I think there's quite a few teams that would have to be interested in a healthy Ryan Matthews. Uh, once he's gone, you know, can can the Eagles make it with Legarrette Blunt, Wendell Smallwood, Darren Sproles, and Danell Prumfrey through the season? Probably they can all. That's one of those things. Where just look what the the Packers do every year. If when they get that thin, they go sign Christine Michael in Week Seven and bring him in for a couple weeks to tell whoever else is healthy. Would you be interested in Ryan Matthews playing in an Andrew Luck offense? Yeah. I mean, that would suck for Frank Gore, but I don't even, I have zero shares of Frank Gore, anyways. I think what he'll be is a nice add to somebody's depth chart for sure, somebody that could use him. Who might end up playing at some kind of decent, role. decent role at some point in the season. Yeah, he absolutely could. If he is healthy. I mean, who, who knows if he's healthy? That's a neck thing he's coming off of. Speaking of Legarrette Blunt, and it's not like he's been the picture of health in his career. <laughs> Sticking with the running backs, something we've been telling you guys for a while. We've been forecasting this. You know, I guess indications percolating out of New England that Mike Gillisley will is the player most likely to fulfill the Legarrette Blunt role. I guess the question is: Is it folly to even try to say? It might just be folly in the first place trying to predict who's going to fill the Legarrette Blunt role. That role just might not even exist on that offense anymore. I mean, Belichick morphs with the roster. So it might be kind of stupid to say who's going to fill the Blunt role. That, that might, I mean, that is probably going to be a combination of guys who do. But it does stick with what we've said all along. Is that Gillisley at 218-ish is the bigger back on the roster. They signed him for a reason. Belichick loves these guys that he knows intimately either that he's had joint training camp practices with or has competed against uh in season you know division rivals uh you know to me you don't bring Gillisley in unless you plan on getting a pretty pretty big amount of action but you know we saw how high Mike Gillisley went in the experts draft at the FSTA a week or two ago and I'm just thinking 
How are you confident you're going to get out to a fast start with Mike Gillisley? I mean, how confident are you are are you rolling out Mike Gillisley in week one? You can't be uh, that confident. No, it's a Patriots running back. To you know, to be honest, man, with the way that the Patriots do things is totally anecdotal. But we saw last year what Rex Burkhead can do when he get when he's given a little bit of volume. Couldn't you see Bill Belichick coming out there trolling everybody by giving Rex Burkhead's is just just as big or bigger than Gillisley, right? A little Rex bit Burkhead's smaller. 214, 216 yeah, he's a few pounds. pounds smaller. But I mean. Similar, though. He's a between-the-tackles type of runner. He's, 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 he's compact. I think he's only 5'9 or 5'10 with, with that kind of weight. I don't know. I, I think that he's a guy who a lot of people have forgotten about and a guy who I actually picked in the final round of a pretty deep draft that we had on the, uh, on the Series XM, the Independence Day Invitational, just a few days ago. Titans, second-year wide receiver, a former trash man favorite that fills it out real quickly, just like about everything else the trash man does. <laughs> uh, Tajay Sharp in Tennessee is expected to be ready for training camp. I mean, what He's, we told you he, he guys is that job. Yeah, when, they, when they drafted Taewon Taylor, which, again, if you listen to any of the other experts in the industry, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I was at FSTA. All we talked about was Corey Davis and Eric Decker, and I get they're all the relevant ones, but it's like the other – experts and analysts in this industry for some reason it's like they don't even know about taewon taylor we've been telling you about him since january he's an old senior and what we said is when they got taewon taylor like just that was effectively that was the end of tajay sharp Sharp in the face and telling him you are an unexplosive slow he's a limited athlete and like we've said he, he was a technician so what did we say a podcast or two ago we really love our wide receivers to be technicians but they've got to be both you can't just be technician without any athleticism and unfortunately i think that's the situation we have there with tajay sharp i don't think it's unfortunate i hate tajay sharp well unfortunate for him maybe. right uh yeah so on you know taylor taylor's probably a guy to have on your radar here's the thing uh, i mean it's what's a deeper dynasty radar though it's a, it's a it's a low volume passing attack i think we've come to the decision that we don't really like any of those guys this year it's going to be too much of you know just the targets in that offense. It's going to be Robin Peter to pay Paul every week. You're not. I mean, you're not going to know where they're going. You're not going to know if it's going to. It's going to be game plan centric. Sometimes they're probably going to. I. I mean, our our hope is that they maybe get a guy like Derrick Henry a little bit more involved in the passing game to, you know, hopefully in the case that DeMarco Murray doesn't get hurt, which I think he's going to get hurt, but if he doesn't get hurt, that will still pay off our Derrick Henry shares in sort of a, a backdoor kind of way uh, in, in order to, um, you know, even if we don't get that, that uh, I think that pretty probable handcuff value out of Derrick Henry for at least a few games this year where he's going to get significant volume on his own, I'd like there to be additional integration of Derrick Henry in the offense as a standalone player, even when DeMarco Murray is healthy, right? So you have possible targets getting taken away like that. You forget that, I mean, you forget that Delaney Walker is, is still there. There's, just, there's a whole lot of mouths to feed. So I don't, I don't love Taewon Taylor. I think maybe a DFS is a men price dude, maybe one week when one of these wide receivers is hurt. Um, you know, that could, you know, or if there's, you know, a really good nickel corner, slot corner matchup that is to be exploited. You know, he's a guy I think we might see, you know, a time or two on the DFS cheat sheet. But for me, in redraft, I don't, I mean, Tajay Sharp wasn't on the radar. 
And although Taewon Taylor is a lot better and Tennessee Titans fans should be happy about that upgrade with that spot on the offense, I'm not getting too excited about him for for redraft purposes. And for Dynasty, I think it's just a, a, a kind of a flyer, you know, kind of hold. I mean, to me, it's the drum I've been beating for a while now. This just is one of those quarterbacks that I like a little bit more now. Right. Uh, Mariota with a loaded arsenal. You know, the thing about Mariota was he had the slow start last year, and then he went bananas, and you had people saying, I told you so, and then, and then he got hurt, and then you had other people saying, I told you so. So <laughs> that's how it the, works. the question is, I mean, as much as I'd like to have some shares of Mariota this year, I feel like he's one of these guys that has some – I haven't looked in a while, but I feel like his ADP was – his ADP was maybe a little higher than I expected. People are still hot on Mariota after the stretch that he had last year. I, I love Mariota. I think he's going to continue to get better. I'm just saying his ADP versus maybe some other guys that we'd put in the same tier. Where are you seeing Mariota going right now? I'm pull up the ADPs. I mean, it's just it's hard to know which ADPs to trust. Um, I let's see, Mariota. I have this Laguerre Blunt uh, graph right. still take, pulled take up. Take your time here. It is ninth, ninth round. Ninth round. That's a, a very nice after. and reasonable pick for Mariota. Then is that before or after Winston? Right after right Winston. After. I went round after Winston. So if if these ADPs hold true or any kind of inkling as to what they are going to look like coming out of the gate here in a few weeks, then. Mariota, perfectly, very, perfectly nice uh, quarterback investment. Just for the reason, there's absolutely no way I can ever take a quarterback early this year. It's just not going to be possible. Looks like his ADP has risen too. You know, now it's nine. It, it, it was more closer to like tenth round ADP. Now it's up to the ninth. He was a guy who we're we're high on. On we were high on on the cheat sheet that I'm not sure that we're in, uh, relevant uh, relative to MFL ten ADP that I'm not sure that we're that high on anymore. But based on what his ADP's done, I think the, these quarterbacks and this order of quarterbacks is going to have to do a little bit of shuffling there in the Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota, Ben Roethlisberger territory. I'd expect Mariota's ADP to close the gap on Jameis Winston's as we get closer to the season. I think those two will converge as we move forward. Uh, here's an interesting piece of information to begin to reconcile. And this made me think back to the conversation I had with, uh, was it Real Talk Raf uh, live on the show on Sunday when they had us on as a guest. Um speculation from the Panthers website that uh, notwithstanding the addition of Christian McCaffrey, uh, Jay Stu is still set for the lion's share of carries uh, out of the backfield as a traditional running back Did we ever for think that, that offense. Was the, did we ever think that wasn't going to be the case? I'm not sure we ever thought that you know I mean I think we've thought first of all for we've thought it's been the case for a long time now that it's time to improve that running game above and beyond Jay Stu and that God help us all if this is in his last season as the primary guy on the depth chart uh you know for them for for the Panthers but yeah I mean people Look, I, I said it all. I've been the one saying it all along that Christian McCaffrey is Reggie Bush. And so if you look at that, you know, historically, that's a really nice player, but that's not a guy that's going to come in and carry the load for you. There's been a lot of talk that coming out of the gate while he's young, 
You could see McCaffrey get some extra touches. Yeah, I think I'm not sure we thought that was the case. I think there's a lot of people who kind of expected him to cut into that workload. You know, we've certainly said MP. No, well, no, I don't think that anybody said in that in that in that quote that Christian McCaffrey's not going to cut into the workload. I think that they said that they just expect him to to be the lead back. I've expected that too. I think I think most people have. To see I, the I bulk of the carries. There's a difference between a lead back, a 1A and a 1B, and a one guy who's getting the bulk of the carries. I mean, what does that mean to you? That means like that somebody's means, getting 225 carries and somebody else is getting a 100, I something could like be, that. I mean, last year, Jonathan Stewart had 218 carries, but he was only targeted 20, but he only had eight receptions. For six, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey's going to get used a ton out of the backfield to catch the football. And I think, yeah, 120, 100, 130 carries. And I think we'll probably see Jonathan Stewart's tick down to 200. Yeah, it's a real reason to tap the brakes in standard a little bit on McCaffrey. I think it's a super safe play in Dynasty and in PPR. But, it, you know, again, it's you're get, you're probably getting Reggie Bush. So, I mean, when that, you're thinking about did, this, did, did Reggie Bush change the fortune of any of your Dynasty leagues? Probably not. And so I'm thinking back to the conversation I had with those guys on the show the other day uh, with Roto Baller Radio. Uh, um, uh, we followed up on the, the Roster Watch show on Sunday with that interview. And I mean, really, if I'm not, if, I, if I'm any bit, any risk tolerant, I'm, I'm taking Joe Mixon over Christian McCaffrey in my dynasty league. I just am. I mean, the question from them was they had the first and second pick in their draft. What about in Who should they take, Fournette and McCaffrey or Fournette and Mixon? I, I just say, dude, if I have the chance of both those guys, give me both of them, Fournette and Mixon. What about redraft? Because ADPs would dictate, you know, Christian McCaffrey's probably going 10, nine, it, 10 spots yeah. ahead of Joe Mixon right now. I mean, I think you want a little bit of exposure to both, but I mean, I'm leaning towards Mixon. I just think Mixon has a better shot at the lion's share of the carries. We look, we know that Jay Stu's going to get hurt for uh, some a portion of the season, you know. But is that going to be some Cameron Artist pain in there getting carries with Christian McCaffrey? Jesus, I hope not. Fozzie, I'm looking at the depth chart right now just to have a have a second look. You never know. That's been a swindly deal back there when Jay Stu has been out. They would they would use a bunch of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Fozzie Whitaker, Cameron, Curtis Samuel, Curtis. Yeah, Samuel. I think that's the week you'll see McCaffrey get an uptick. He'll be a nice start then, but it's hard to draft somebody. I think he'll be a nice start on on weeks where Jay Stu is not. Yeah, hurt. I, mean, I like Christian McCaffrey. I just to the point where I think give me the upside of Joe Mixon. In Here's Dynasty the thing. Here's the thing. And probably in I think I think I think. I think that what what we've come to is this. It is going to take an injury or something happening to Jay Stu for Christian McCaffrey to be your RB1 in, in PPR. I don't think it takes an injury to anybody for Joe Mixon to have the potential to be your RB1 yeah. in PPR for your fantasy team. Yeah, and I'm not even – I just don't think – I'm not sure under any normal circumstances that Christian McCaffrey is a guy that can win you your league. I think Joe Mixon certainly is. I don't want to say I don't want to put us any kind of weird jinx on that and have Christian McCaffrey come out and go bananas for twenty two hundred yards this year and just double well, du- so. double his Vegas that one, prop. That one's on me. I, I don't have a. Con- <laughs> I, that's not my concern. I do think Joe Mixon, if he still has needs a number of things to go his way as well, but there's a situation where he could turn into a Todd Gurley or a Zeke Elliott through some stretch eight games this season and change the landscape of your whole fantasy league. No, I, I certainly I certainly agree with that. But like I said, as my bold prediction over Sirius. 
I think that he starts the season as as the starter. So with that being the case, I'm looking at the cheat sheet. I think maybe in the version 1.1 that I'm about to get up of the PPR cheat sheet that will be released whenever I get the two-quarterback cheat sheet up as well. Even though we're not accounting for – even though we're – you know, we don't talk about this. We're, we're talking about this in a vacuum, but – for the cheat sheet, it's a mythical, mystical, magical sheet. And you have to take a bunch of things into consideration, like team balance, ADPs, shifting ADPs, opponent psychology. I still think, though... Horoscopes. We're not getting any exposure to Christian McCaffrey as it is. I'd like to, you know, instead of playing the ADP game there, I might just get Joe Mixon up ahead of Christian there McCaffrey. There might be somebody in the family getting a little exposure to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I don't we can't let the robot genius expose himself to any kind of slippery uh shrimpy shrimpy Christian McCaffrey. Uh circle back here, you touched on it a bit before we opened the podcast, just more trickle about uh the loss of target share that's in the works for Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. Fact is, he's a full-grown beast, and man, we love Mike Evans. Even if you don't get commensurate value on him where you're taking him, we're always very comfortable. You're getting a fantastic football player and fantasy player there. But I, I do – it does make me circle back around and say the hair that we're continually having to split in these cheat sheets uh, has – or to this point, you can maybe tell me if this has changed, but has been Odell Beckham versus Mike Evans when you're to that point of the first round. And I get it. Odell Beckham has all those other weapons in the mix, too. It's a very similar situation to Mike Evans. That's why you're parsing through it, and it's such a tough hair to split. In the end, man, boy, those are two of my favorite players I've ever scouted, live scouted, two of my favorite players that I've ever scouted on film heading into the NFL, two of my favorite players in the league, two of my favorite fantasy players. In the end, gun to head, I come back around the fact that I got to go Odell Beckham there. Well, it's just... Uh, and that's probably a personal always, we've preference. Always, we've always said it's a toss-up. Just Odell Beckham is the guy I I, I, try, I know. I mean, I love Mike Evans. I love That's a hard one for me. But Odell Beckham, I trust, is always one of the very, very best players in the league. It's a tough hair to split. I mean, you don't, you don't worry at all about what... I mean, I guess you're saying that what Brandon Marshall does is the same thing that, that Deshaun Jackson does. I, I feel like I mean, Brandon Marshall is more of a target. Yeah. More I, of a, more of a, a, a guy with zone. potential to just take a Odell lot. Odell Beckham's touchdowns are like 70 yards long, though, a lot of them. And That's the true. other thing is, take, is that... He takes those shallow slants all know, the way to the You house. could argue O.J. Howard's going to take a little from the red zone away from Mike Evans. I mean, you I could really, argue, You could argue Sterling Shepard yeah. with another year development can do... Yeah, can there's do a, a lot, lot of, of arguments. There's a lot of... To the, the point is, to this day, Odell Beckham has been an insanely elite player in the league and in fantasy. And, you know, when push comes to shove, I'm probably just going to go with that. Uh, last but not least here, of little to absolutely no surprise to us, uh, Doriel Green-Beckham cleared waivers and was not picked up or claimed no one, by no, any no wants team in the league. They see what we've been seeing since pre-draft 2014, I want to say. We've told you the whole time he sucks. And I think of that very same draft class, the reports coming out of Denver that are – that uh, Cody Latimer just hasn't developed and is on one of the hottest seats on all of Denver's rosters, or all of Denver's roster. These guys are trash. Let's let's get to the reviews. 
All right, let's give some shout outs here. Let's give a shout out to all of you who went into iTunes and got maniacal and got very sick with me together. There were many of you who put, I mean, and these, these things went off the, we need the lexicon, the roster watch nation lexicon just continues to grow and can continues to be adopted and indoctrinated <laughs> into the whole community. Let me see here. All right. So let's, we're going to give you guys all a shout out that put a, a good review on can in you, the month of July. Can you explain how to go give a review just right from your iPhone? Well, I can explain the way that I've it's found a, out it, to do it. It's a good workaround. Maybe somebody will tell us that there's an easier way, but how's the way you can go do it? Just go to your like stock podcast app that came on your phone or you know, like the purple icon that's on your phone if you have an iPhone, and just go into the search bar when you open it up and search for, the, for Roster Watch Podcast. When that comes up, you can click on the Roster Watch insignia or logo, and when you click there you'll see reviews and that's where you can go and click on that and enter click a review. Click on five stars and then just write in a review. Yeah, it's got to be a five-star review. And of course, we love compliments the most. That is your <laughs> straightest line to a free membership at rosterwatch.com. It is true. Is with a bunch of compliments. All right, so let's give a shout out to President. <laughs> these are for reviews since June. President Winters, a very entertaining podcast and show. By Raceling Breeze, nothing cockamamie about this business. <laughs> By Gutsman004, this, this is our boy starting the league. If you, you must listen if you want to win your fantasy league. Five-star review by, by MV Anster, awesome podcast. Five-star review by Shady Business, Get Nuclear. <laughs> the, John Ross, the John Ross option. Five-star review by Chase Bombo... Chase Bomb Go Boom, Roster Watch Nation, Sea Wink 2121, a must listen, BR Flesh, Maniacal, and thank you, Mr. Emilio Rev, for the five star review just 21 hours ago, uh, labeled Great Intel. Let me read a couple of these and let's decide who is going to. Uh, Who's going to get the uh, podcast reviews of the month? And let's give some pro memberships away here. Riesling Breeze, nothing cockamamie about this business. Five stars. Whether you're poolside in a skinny banana hammock or rocking the latest in Duck Dynasty denim, <laughs> listening to this pod is sure to put a nuclear shimmy in your pants. Let Alex Byron and very rarely the deplorably, the deplorable, filthy, rotten-hearted trash man help put your entire league on tilt as your fantasy title comes home to roost. Oh, God. Well, hey, I mean, that's the top of the mountain right there. Uh, that's, that's about as good of a... I can't imagine that there's a better one than that. Well, let's give somebody a chance. He's going to be the leader. In, he's, he's certainly the early leader in the clubhouse. Let's give, let's give, uh, let's give our guy <laughs> Gutsman a chance. All right. These guys are fantasy sages. Boy, I love the compliments. <laughs> it makes you feel woolly. They drop ridiculously awesome knowledge that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, unlike many other fantasy experts, these guys are super entertaining. Ever since I joined Roster Watch Nation, I've had a massive uptick in success of my fantasy teams, and I'm always able to snag the key waiver wire plays weeks before anyone else ever knows about them. See Jordan Howard from last year. If you want to win your fantasy football leagues, you need to join the Roster Watch Nation. Well, see, that's a great one, too. Thanks to the guts man for that. All right, and we'll, this is the final one in contention here. I have a feeling Alex is going to talk me into giving away multiple free memberships at rosterwatch.com. Get Nuclear by Shady Business. Five stars. Alex Byron, I am writing what might as well be from outer space, my wife's MacBook Pro. 
an avid Android user and Rosterwatch Pro here finding these uncharted Apple waters completely deplorable. <laughs> he got a, he had to get on his wife's Mac. I found my way I found my way for one reason alone to leave five stars and convince any Finch dweller to fork over the Jimmy John sandwiches and join the maniacal roster watch nation. Okay. No one brings more heavy artillery on the front line live at the senior bowl combine pro days and training camp than these guys keep on grinding next time in Texas. The first round is on me. All right. Give them, give them all the memberships. All, all three of those. All guys. right. So here is the directive. Here is the instructive to those of you listening that just won the contest. Uh, just dropped fire in the comments section. Just absolute fire. Those were extraordinarily cockamamie reviews. <laughs> and I thank each and every one of you for getting sick with me at night inside of iTunes, leaving five-star reviews for the maniacal Rosterwatch podcast. So shady business, Gutsman004, and Riesling Breeze. I need the three of you to email us, rosterwatch at gmail.com, and please email us and provide uh, your email address that is associated with your Rosterwatch Pro account. And once I have that, I will personally go in and uh, credit your account uh, for this month. And we thank you so much for your devoted loyalty to the Rosterwatch Nation. Uh, your, your loyal support is greatly appreciated, and it's the reason that we're able to continue doing everything that we do right here for you guys. As we always say, Roster Watch Nation are our friends. You guys, uh, we 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 love you. We can't thank you enough for all of the support. If you guys aren't pro members already, you want to join up and be part of our winning community, we would implore you, go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. Of course, go leave us one of those uh, five-star reviews. Uh, get it, you know, if you're not a pro member, go give us one of those five-star reviews. Uh, if you end up winning rev review of the week, review of the month next time you'll be able to get a free chance to go look and see what all the fuss is about but yeah thanks to everybody for uh leaving them thanks to everybody who are existing pro members like byron said we could not do it without you and we have the biggest summer ever uh, planned ahead with the training camp tour and all the cockamamie tony romo and his cousin <laughs> everything else going pretty on. funny to be on the phone with tony romo's cousin yeah don't tell him the weird story about the um <laughs> about the practice jersey alright that'll do it uh, the, for episode 30 of the roster watch podcast we'll be back real soon uh, to see you guys to you guys who are serious XM subscribers be on the lookout for us uh, this Sunday and also it looks like a couple of days during the week next week possibly from noon until 2 that is in the works still up in the air but uh, just something to keep an eye out we will uh, keep you informed on Twitter at Roster Watch for Byron Lambert I am Alex Dunlap this is the Roster Watch podcast we will see you next time 